What's up, everybody? Happy New Year, and thank you for tuning in. On today's episode, we'll recap and preview the NFL wildcard games. Feel free to let us know where we got it right and where we got it wrong. We'll also dive into the biggest headlines we missed over the holiday break and the national championship matchup between Alabama and Clemson. Don't go anywhere, because You Don't Know Jack starts now. Hello and welcome to You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. And I'm Hubert Maitland. And this is Season 2, Episode 1. We're recording on January 6, 2018. This is a new year. Back Ladies and gentlemen, new year, new me. That's how we do it. Back in the building, back in the building again. Another year of sports in the books. Another year of sports to be written. Let's do this. Let's do it. It never ends. It never stops. You know how we do it here. Everyone has an opinion on sports, but I think that we should just sit back, relax, and enjoy the uncertainty of sports and entertainment in the United States and the rest of the world because I don't know and you don't know Jack. Jack. Let's get into some shout outs. You know you make me wanna so we're gonna shout it out today uh we want to say a congratulations to uh andrew luck and the colts indianapolis colts for winning their first playoff game since andrew luck came back yes he uh had a superb game last night uh the colts won 20 21 to 7 um, they had a superb game. They they dominated from the start. Uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah, it was twenty one zero. It was yeah twenty one zero until uh yeah Deshaun Watson. Everybody, all the commentators were like, "Here comes Deshaun Watson." I was like, "I'm waiting for him to come uh, come on." And he, he never came up. I was like, uh, "You're getting sacked. You overthrowing passes. You're underthrowing passes." Dude, I, like, I saw a stat that said that he's been sacked over sixty times yeah. in the regular season, and I'm like, "How are you a running quarterback and you get sacked so many times?" But only, that tends to happen. Not only that, how did that happen? And he won seven or eight straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that defense was really good. I feel like that defense did not show up yesterday. Well, they were I, banged I don't up. Know. So I don't. I, they were really banged up. Yeah, I know JJ so. Watt was kind of hurt, but he played. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's no excuse. It's just they never. They didn't show up. Offensively, they should have showed up, but. You know, it is what it is, but I just want to uh, congratulate the guy, Andrew Luck. I mean, coming off of two years of injury. Uh, Didn't know if he was going to play again. Exactly. To, to, to go in, into the year that he comes back, to go to the postseason and win a game is spectacular. This guy is is a once-in-a-generational player. He really is. Yeah, he's um he's definitely up there, and uh, I'm glad that he's he's doing well. We'll see what happens. We'll see who his next oppo- opponent is after today, and uh, see if he can get it done I again. I know. I think they're playing the Chiefs is that are lowest seed. They're the number. They were the lower seed. Yeah, they were the number eight seed. Eighth seed. So. Um, oh, okay. So they and, have to play the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, Houston was number four, three or four, something like that. So, uh, yeah, they got to play the Chiefs. 
who's who's up there? The Chiefs and the Chiefs and the and the you know those those Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. Yes, that's right. Patriots. That's right. And then you got the Ravens and Chargers today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be very very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Also, a congratulations or a shout out, I guess we could say, to um, the one, the only Serena Williams and Roger um, Federer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to put them both in there. They're both legends. That's true. They're they're both legends. Well, you you um you were texting me about this. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see this until late in the day. So what what sparked this is I think is this tennis is a, back already. Yeah, I, I think is it this the Australian is, Open. No, this was the Hopman Cup. I think they do this. It's it's been done historically. Uh, there's been historical um, icons that have played each other in mixed mixed doubles for a while. It's just not. It's just not very popular. Like I don't think it's very popular. But two legends came together on Tuesday, Serena Williams and Roger Federer, to uh, square off and see who who will take the legends the legends crown. And of course, they were paired up with uh, uh, I can't even say those names honestly. Uh, Belina, Belinda, Belinda, Benick, and Francis. TFOI, I guess that's how you say it. FO, TFO. Um, but the two iconic names were the ones we forementioned. And yeah, uh, Roger Federer obviously took it to the house. I mean, no knock on um, Serena Williams, but, you know, it was, a, it was a fun match from what everybody was saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Francis TFO is ranked 39th um, in the ATP rankings. So where's he's he, a. Where's he from? He's from. He's actually from America. Oh, really? I would have never guessed, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's from America, and um, it seems like he, you know, he probably was a decent match w- um, to play with Serena. Yeah, but um, yeah, they lost, right? Yeah, they lost. Federer, uh, Federer, no, Federer won. Federer won the cup. Uh, Federer yeah, won. yeah, Francis and Serena lost, mm-hmm. and after that, Serena was saying that he, you know Federer is the goat. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how Francis took to that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Federer has more of the probably what the most cups or the most titles in in tennis right now. I mean, let's just be let's be real. He is a goat. He is legit. Um, what is it? The other one, Andy Roddick was his name. Well, there's there's Rafa Nadal yeah. and um, Djokovic and all of them. But um, yeah, you're right. Federer, Federer has Federer has the most. Um, I want to say he has. 14 grand slams? Let me yeah. double check that. Yeah, so his scores were 4-2, 4-3, and 5-3. Um, ended up being a, a route, I guess you could say, if there is anything such as a route in tennis. <laughs> That's what it would be. So, yeah, it was just it was just an iconic game. It's, it's always fun to see two legends come together and compete. It's kind of like the all-star game of tennis. So, yeah, you know, pretty it's just, cool. it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And the correction there is Federer has 20, the most of any male. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. Um, so. Yeah. No, he's, Serena he's has 21, I thought, or 24. I think I think she has 24. Yeah, yeah. I thought she had 24. So 23. 23. We apologize. Sorry. 23. We're one off. <laughs> so she is the goat. Goat. And Roger, Ro, uh, Roger Federer is the male goat. <laughs> if, that, <Yeah. laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> but um, no, it was just kind of cool to see them get on the, the court together. Had, you know, kind of reminiscing of uh, reminiscent of the whole uh, Battle of the Sexes. Yeah. Oh man, now I'm I'm forgetting her name. It wasn't Stuffy Graf. It was oh man, what was the woman's name? I mean, you got me because I don't. I I uh, I just started watching tennis like ten years ago. So. Gotcha. Okay. No. Yeah. But um, it's just one of those iconic things. Can, you know, women are paid equally in tennis and that's huge. Uh, yeah, Billy, Billy Jean King. There we go. Yeah. Um, we mentioned, we mentioned her before. Yeah. We've mentioned her before. Um, I, to be honest with you, I haven't seen that movie. Ah, oh, man, we were going to do a movie special, sports movie special. We should do, Maybe we should, we should do this. It. Yeah. We should still do it. There's yeah. still time. It's yeah. a new year. It's a new year. We can do things. <laughs> and with new years, we, uh, we always like to introduce new segments. So we got one right here for you called What Did I Miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? Let's go. Yeah. So all the stuff that we missed from November to, well, not all, but because that, that could be a while. But <laughs> some of the key highlights that, that I've, uh, that we've uh, thought about or t- texted about between November when we left y'all and now. So, first of all, from the most recent, well, not most, but pretty recent, LeBron James sits with a significant injury to his groin uh, this year. This is probably the most significant injury that I've ever seen LeBron have. He never sits this long and doesn't have this kind of injury. So, and he's always taking care of himself and all this stuff, but he's been sitting for what, almost three weeks now? It's been three weeks out of the out of uh, playing. He's, not quite it was christmas yeah so about what are we two, at yeah we're almost, at about, almost three weeks yeah almost three weeks yeah this will be the third week yeah so almost three weeks yeah. um i've never seen lebron sit out more than a couple games so this is big this is this is this is this is breaking news lebron is winding down his career well <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely agree with that i mean he's he's getting old he's up there he's 30 uh 33 years old and he played 82 games last season so that's no. it that's it <laughs> he just played, 82 just 82 yeah yeah he, he had opportunities for more right <laughs> exactly play 82 plus the playoffs <laughs> well yeah he played all 82 regular season games last year that's what i meant to say yeah. um so yeah like he played it's hard to play every single game um so i actually think this is a good thing really and truthfully i think that this will give um the lakers a chance to evaluate some of their younger talent again and also um, give some some players some really good um, some minutes. So eventually, hopefully, when they get to the playoffs, Lakers are number eight in the West right now. If wow, they make they it to dropped. the playoffs, they were number six. Yeah, they dropped a lot. Um, but um, yeah, if it, huh? I mean, they uh, LeBron's not playing, so it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, this was even before he started sitting out games. Because well, I, I mean, the game that he got hurt in, the Lakers actually beat the Warriors. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like after the injury. Yeah, they dropped a little bit, but I think. Even going into that game, they were like number seven. Yeah, or something I think like they were that. number six for what I saw. Yeah, and then they they were holding. They were holding. They actually went up to number five, and then I last time I, I haven't checked it since. So dropping to number eight. Wow, that's that's crazy. Um, and yeah, I, I can't I can't even fathom that. Yeah, they're three and seven in their last ten. So well, <laughs> that yeah. just goes to show that LeBron is still the uh, catalyst that makes every team go, and the reason why superstars don't want to go there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Y'all could y'all could y'all can thank me later. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they can win without him. Like, I mean, it's not impossible yeah, to win without LeBron James, but it, win you what? Know, win games. <laughs> uh, I mean, they win games. I mean, look at look at Cleveland. They've uh, won eight games so far. That's what I'm saying. You can win 31. games without LeBron. Yeah, they, lost, <laughs> they also lost 31 games. So <laughs> I expect the Lakers to win. Um, so they have one win since he's been out. Um, and I, I expect him to at least win like a, uh, three or four more. They, they keep saying that he's going to be out for six games total. So we're coming up to that. I, I think he's going to be out longer than that, though. Yeah. What, what was the most significant win that he has on his uh, since he's been out? Like, I mean, the Warriors, I mean, he was in that game but didn't finish. Um, I don't think there was any other significant, like, games. Any- no, I think they missed an opportunity with um, the Knicks. I don't know how they lost to the Knicks, but they beat Sacramento. Then they lost to Sacramento by one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and I think Kuzma's hurt. So, it's just yeah, it's going to be a bad run. Yeah. Um, I kept thinking to myself, like, it would be awesome if LeBron could just sit out for, like, the whole month of January. So that he'd be right for the rest of the season, but yeah, but you know, that I don't team know if they can, can do it. Yeah, that team will be able to handle handle him being out of the lineup. I mean, Lance, who's the who's the next best uh, player? Lance Stevenson. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, their guitar keep, playing Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, I, they keep saying Ingram is amazing. I don't, I don't know. know about that. I yeah. think that they should trade Ingram. I don't know. And then, they, of course, the Anthony Davis news. Oh my gosh, that keeps uh, bubbling up. Boo. So much so that the NBA had to issue um, reminders about the tampering policy, the anti-tampering policy. Boo. <laughs> Nobody cares about Anthony Davis. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I'm calling it. It's oh, going to be amazing. He's coming to the Thunder. <laughs> but think about it. Paul George, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. I mean, Steven Adams. I mean, look. Look. We no, that's, that's, team together. that's a good squad. I just think. That's going to diminish Russ even more. And is Russ, Russ going to be okay with that? Russ don't care. Oh, no. No, I think Russ is definitely a team player. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, what happens when LeBron, like you said, this is a significant injury. So, I, I want to see how he comes back and if, if it's going to be a lingering injury. Good news is Steph Curry apparently seems to have recovered from his growing injury earlier in the season. He missed yeah. about... I think eight to ten games. Yeah. So, but he looks fine. So, hopefully, the same thing will happen for LBJ. Moving on to the beard, James Harden. The beard. The beard. That's my boy. People keep saying he's the best offensive player in the league. I disagree. Um, I. <laughs> a lot of people keep saying he's the offensive think, player the league has ever seen. I feel so like, I, feel like I don't know. I feel like he's the best traveler I've ever seen in life. <laughs> ever, ever in life. Wait, that's what you said about LeBron like two years ago. No, he's the best charger I've seen in life. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. When you, when you, when you, I mean, some. Uh, I had. A, I was talking to a friend the other day, and, the, and my friend was talking about you know personal uh, personal fouls or something, and, and we were. I don't know how we got into that subject, but then he's he was like, you know, you can't dip your you can't dip your shoulder when you go. It's like you can't dip your shoulder in the league when you're going to the to a cup. I was like, well, LeBron does it all the time. He does it all the. He's six foot eight. Mm-hmm. He cannot he cannot dribble straight up and get to the cup like that. He has to dip his shoulder and create space, and he doesn't get called anytime. But well, I mean, every player does that. It's like holding in football. It's true, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, <laughs> he's everybody's like saying he's the big, biggest, strongest player on the court. Yes, that is true. But you know what equalizes the biggest, strongest player on the court when you have to play inside the rules. 
That's what equalizes everything. <laughs> or and when like, you change the rules, right? Or when you change the rules. So I just, I'm just like, you know, you you can't you can't argue that and then still be, you know, LeBron is the big the, the he's just bigger and stronger than everybody. Yeah, he is. He'll blow you over, but you can't do that. You cannot do that. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think that he's he's definitely uh, refereed differently, but I mean, and just so like, is James Harden when he gets to yeah. the cup, like. A lot of the stuff that he does, I feel like is illegal. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think like I mean, getting to the cup, doing this whole thing when he's in the in the in the lane or whatever, and then oh, don't get me started on that step back. I mean, I has I watched so many YouTube videos on um, they're trying to explain the step back from from step uh, from uh, James Harden. And they're like, it's not a travel because he didn't put the ball. He didn't. He doesn't pound the ball like this, and he's the ball's like this before he puts it, and he doesn't put it back. I'm like, if he doesn't dribble and he takes three steps, that's a travel. <laughs> I don't care how you look at it, it's a travel. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, oh my goodness, he's definitely taking advantage of the rules because apparently they just don't want to call the travel on him. Just like the Warriors get away with illegal screens. Yes, it's like, yeah, sometimes don't like the Warriors, figure, huh? like the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody likes the Warriors. And I think they might yeah. actually lose. Yeah, I still like the Warriors. But I think the what made the Warriors great was teamwork. And I don't see that anymore. So no, we'll see. It's, yeah, it's we'll getting see. bad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that if you talk about the best offensive player in the game right now, it would have to be James Harden. I, I wouldn't say ever, but I would say right now, it's definitely James Harden. But you're going to discount what Kevin Durant does? Yep. Because Kevin Durant is probably one of the most... I mean, night in and night out. Yes, I will give James Harden because he's 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 the leader of the team. Uh, he gets forty points a night, but Kevin Durant has the tools to do that every night too. He just doesn't have to. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Durant has like five, ten shooters around him that he doesn't have to take the shot every single every single play down the field, down the court. So, you know, yeah. if 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 we switch roles and we say that Kevin Durant was that was on the situation that. James Harden is Kevin Durant would have the same results, even better results, in my opinion. I I would still argue that that James is a better shooter. I would say that James makes way more three pointers than Kevin does, and he's he's more of a marksman. But you are right that KD is way more efficient. Yeah, James. I think um, looking at the stats, uh, he scored forty points the yeah, other it was night. Like forty four. Forty four. Yeah, yeah. forty four when he beat the Warriors, one thirty five to one thirty four. Um, but his field goal percentage was like 40%, which is good. He was 13 for 32, though. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of these players nowadays who are trying to aim for that um, 40, 50, 90, 40% from the three-point line, 50% from the field, and then 90 from the uh, free throw line. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't necessarily – maybe because people are injured on the Rockets, um, he's taking more shots. Well, but who's, who's injured? He's is just Chris not, Paul injured? Yeah, Chris Paul Chris. is injured, and um, I think there's – there's one other person that's injured. I forgot. I know, I know the rest because I mean this is this goes into the next into the next subtopic of the of the of the of this topic. What is behind the Warriors' resurgence? Because you know they were bad when they started. They were they were sub 500, and then they went uh, they went on a run. And now they're 22 and 15. Like oh, you're talking about the Rockets? Yeah, yeah the, Rockets. the Rockets. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I think they had to adjust to their new team. Their old team had really good defense. Yeah. And um, Eric Gordon was in a slump um, to start the season. PJ, oh, PJ he's the one Tucker. that's hurt. Chris Paul and Eric Gordon are hurt. 
Oh wow! So yeah, they didn't yeah, even so play the Warriors point, game. A lot of the three point. Well, this is this this works in the favor of James Harden anyway because now he had now he he's he's in that LeBron James role. He has to take the take the uh, offense by the horns and he has to run it. And he's the one yeah. that will take most of the shots in that in that situation. So this works out perfectly for him individually as far as stats wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, team wise, you know, I don't know. They keep winning games, so I can't argue with that result either. They're they're winning. So yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when you're number what yeah, two? Number f- uh, yeah, I think they're either two or three in the West right now. No, they're number five. They should be number four or five, five or six in the West. Because they're behind, they're behind the, they're behind the Thunder and they're behind the Warriors. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, you're you're right. Number five. Yeah, they're five um, six, they're yeah. behind the Nuggets. I still can't believe the Nuggets are up there. Nuggets, Nuggets are beasted, boy. Nuggets, Thunder, Warriors, Clippers. That's your one Clippers, through four. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you got your Rockets at number five. So yeah, I mean they're but they're. They're at the same um, record as the Clippers for four and five. Um, yeah, I mean the Clippers. <laughs> we knew they're not gonna they're not gonna keep keep that level that they were going on. But yeah, uh, from where the Rockets were, they were out of the playoff picture like for a good two months. Mm-hmm. Like they were sub five hundred for a good two months, and now that they've picked it up, they're number five in the uh, Western Conference. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Here we yeah, go. it's a very long season, very long season. And what I'm most surprised and happy about is I, I thought the Lakers would win like 50 games this year. Going back to the Lakers really quick. Um, they're at 21 games right now. So if they you've doubled that, that's like 42 games. And I think for because the, the West is so open, open, it's like open, yeah. the Nuggets are they're They've only won 70 percent of their games. So there's, there's not um, most teams are like within four games of each other. Yeah. Four games back. So. It's going to be really close, but I think the Lakers could get in without having to win 50 games. I still think that if they win 50, they'll be like, you know, around number four in the West. But Well, after the we'll All-Star see. game, that's when the push happens. So Exactly. And uh, I, I kind of wish LeBron would just wait until the All-Star game, but there's just way too many games. Yeah. He, can't, he can't afford to, uh, to nah, stay out. Not, not with the team that he has. Unfortunately, you know, he's he, he didn't want to have that situation that he had in in uh, Cleveland where he had to had to carry the team, but that's what is shaping up <laughs> yes. right now. I mean, if he gets some all stars over there, then he could he could take some breaks. But I don't know, I don't know of any all stars that will want to go to L.A. Um, any all stars? Anthony that, Davis. Well, probably him. I, I'll give him that, <laughs> and, and maybe Paul George if he if he if the if the season turns out to be something different. Then you know, maybe I gotta say that. congratulations again to them because they—that's—that's that's what I thought that team could be. Like you got Stephen Adams doing work. Yeah. You got um, what's the guy's name? Grant Carey? Yeah. Carey Grant? Car- uh, no, J- uh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. Something like that. Yeah, I think it's Jeremy Grant. Um, yeah, he is just balling. He's really had a great. I think this is his like fifth year in the league or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, he's doing really well. Um, Nerlens Noel seems to be uh, fitting in nicely. Just everything seems to flow. Like when yeah. you watch Oklahoma City now, they still need to work on their half court uh, offense a little bit. Yeah, but everything just seems to flow, and I, I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah. Loving to see that. We'll see what happens as as the season goes on. Uh, the All Star Game is All Star Games happen next month uh, in February, I believe. So uh, we'll see. Yes, uh, All Star Game in uh, Charlotte. 
Um, that should be at the the end of February there. Let yeah. me get that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a great. Oh yeah, all star voting is open for all of you NBA fans out there. Go ahead and put your fan vote in. It, it's a really weird ranking right now, but it's early. I think sweet, sweet Luka plug. Doncic is in there. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a sweet, sweet plug. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if people want to vote, go ahead and vote. Not that your vote counts. Hey, well, hey that's a whole other thing. Whoa, calm, calm down, <laughs> calm down. This is this is not political. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, want to start any drama <laughs> like the Warriors have had all season long. Oh, yes, let's get into the Warriors. Um. That team is, we're at the end of an era, guys. Uh, we're at the end of a dynasty. Uh, we called down. it. We called it, yes. just like the Patriots. Yes, this this dynasty is, is coming to a close because all these egos are starting to show themselves. Um, a green ego, <laughs> a Durant ego, uh, a Curry ego. Um, and just all these egos now. I mean, we they they were able to manage it. They were able to you know, keep it under control for as long as they could, you know. And that was a great coaching job by Ste- uh, Steve Kerr. I mean, he's he's done a great job, like kind of like, you know, uh, Eric Spolstra in, mm-hmm. in Miami when he handled all four of those big egos that came together and they won two championships. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it was a fantastic job managing all that. But now, I mean, when you get – the hot-headed Draymond Green going up and saying that we didn't need <laughs> Kevin Durant, we won a championship without him. But then next, the next two years, they needed Kevin Durant <laughs> to come big to come up big in those games. I'm like, uh, yep, come on, man, yep. You know, I mean, you had something great going. Y'all could win like five or six more championships if you wanted to stay together. And the crazy thing is that Draymond was the one that recruited KD too. That's so what I'm it's saying. just like this weird, like, what exactly do you want? Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, Draymond, I've defended Draymond so many times, so much over the years, uh, saying that you know he's he's the heartthrob of the team. You know he's he's the emotion. He brings the fire, the passion, everything like that. But now it's starting to become arrogance, and I'm not I'm not with that. Not with that at all. Yeah, I've said it a million times. He's the type of guy that you. Most of the time you want him on your team and then you hate playing against him if you're on the other team. And it's just that that volatility can either be a blessing or a curse. And right now it's looking like a curse. Um, Like we mentioned before, Warriors are actually number three in the standings right now. Right. So it's 25 and 14. So, yeah. So it's not, man, it's not a huge deal at the moment. But I think that if they continue to lose to good teams, like they lost to the Rockets. Yeah. Um, and then losing to bad teams, like when they lost to the Lakers, because I don't think the Lakers are on their level. Uh, uh, this is it's looking rough, especially with what Oklahoma City's doing, with the what the Nuggets are doing. Um, yeah, I think even the Spurs are starting to starting look to pretty strong. Up. Yeah, they're starting to come back. So, up, so. Um, yeah, this is going to be a tough season. I'm glad that the West is so competitive now. Yeah, it used to just be like they they were just kind of crazy. Like well, I mean, it the was, West, the West was a little bit more competitive than the East, though. Let's just be clear. Yeah, like the East has never been really competitive. This year, the East is a little bit more competitive. Actually, a bit more competitive than it than it has been. I mean, uh, Toronto has actually picked it up. Um, the Bucks are looking good. They're shooting threes. They're, I mean, uh, Giannis. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt his last name. Antetokounmpo. Uh, yeah, his he he is destroying the Eastern Conference uh, since LeBron left. So yeah. Um, and Boston is 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 Boston. I mean, they're they're. 
I expect them to come in, come on strong at the at the second half of the season. So, yeah, I mean, the East is is a little bit more competitive than it has been because you know we, we we renamed the East to the the LeBron um, for the past <laughs> what five, six, seven, no, about ten years so far. So yeah, yeah, I mean, eight straight finals, right? So yeah, so yeah, no, I I think yeah, the East is definitely more competitive, and I think that the the West is. To me, like yes, last year it was basically the Rockets and the Warriors, yeah. right? And then there was a pretty big gap, but now there's like there's no gap in the West. If you slip, you're probably going to be out of the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just interesting. I think LeBron just changed the whole makeup of of the West, and also um, Oklahoma City getting it together and being the team that they were destined to be. Destined to be, yes, greatness. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So you got the Thunder on the rundown. You want to talk about your your team? Well, I just had one question about them. I just I just wanted to know if they're national championship contenders. That's all I wanted to know uh, because the way we're playing right now, Paul George is the uh, catalyst that makes us go. Um, I could argue that he is also one of the best offensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's just, he's just I mean, it's thirty plus points a game at this point. Yeah, uh, and he's just he's taking over games at a at a at a at a dominant level, and so yeah, uh, I just I just want to know is is with that comprised with Westbrook's triple double ability almost every night, um, and the fact that we play defense at a very, very, very high level. Is this team a national championship contender in the NBA today, right now? Well, first of all, let's not um, uh, sell them short, right? They're going to be, quote, unquote, world champions of the, the okay, NBA. Okay, first of all, time out. Time out. Um, um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't expect you to say what you said when you said it. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to let me keep going because I had some other stuff I wanted to say. So. Let's just stop. I want to write some stuff down so I can. It's no big deal. Whatever. Um, I just I, <laughs> world world champions. world champ. We don't play anybody in the world. I know. So why know. is it world champions? I never get this. In, fo- <laughs> in football, it's the same thing. We're Super Bowl world champs. Obviously, you're Super Bowl world champs because we don't play the world in the Super Bowl. Baseball too. Come on. So what's cool? Uh, I don't. I don't think we talked about MLS. Um, the Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta United MLS team won the uh, MLS Cup. Yeah, that was really cool, really awesome for the city of Atlanta. They call um, themselves world champs too. But it, well, no, so they don't. They're just the MLS champs. But what they're going to do is they're going to go into a tournament of other champions in the Western Hemisphere. I think it's the Concaf Champions Concafa Champions Cup. I'm I'm butchering that, but. Basically, they're going to play champions from South America, from Canada, why from all over the place, from Mexico. Why can't we do that? Why can't any other leagues do that? Like there, there are basketball leagues in China, basketball leagues in 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 other countries in uh, Spain. Pla- yes, Slovakia. Lithuania, all these places. I mean, Lavar Ball had a had a, a son play in the pro leagues over there, and y'all say y'all are 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 world champions because of that? No. 
I mean, they were talking about playing football in in Mexico and and, and London. They're trying to have a team in London. I heard. Did you hear the rumors about the the Raiders going to London and being the home team in London? Uh, that's not gonna happen. But yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they have a German league, uh, German f- professional football. I have a friend that plays in a German professional football league. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Canada has a football league, the CFL. If you're a true champions, play them, please. Yeah, something. It wouldn't be very entertaining. I'll say that. Probably but, not. But still, though. <laughs> but still, though. But yeah, I think you, you could definitely be like the you know with the Champions Cup. It's it's a common thing in soccer, so I don't understand why they don't um, they don't do it. Anyways, with that said, I definitely think that they are, in my opinion, the the Thunder are the favorites. Ooh, am I gonna say? I won't say that. I would say they're. I would say the favorites. I think the Warriors are still the favorites to play. To get there, they're the defending champs. They have the same nucleus of the same teams that they have. Mm. They just don't look good right now, but everybody still knows that they are probably the most potent team on the face of the planet right now with who they have. Yeah, you know, it's it's too early to say. It's it's too early to say. I think Clay Thompson had struggled in the beginning of the year with his shooting. It seems to be coming back a little bit. Draymond Green struggled with his shooting. Seems to be coming back a little bit. Draymond shoots. So, oh yeah, Draymond shoots. He's a good shooter. Ah, uh, he's a decent. Like he hits a lot of timely threes. That's what I'm saying. Like he so. can't really, he can't really shoot though. Like it's, it's he's he's everything else. Uh, he's a rebounder. He's a defender. He's a he's a a dog on on the uh, on the defensive side. But I mean, I don't. I just. He's yeah, not, but I mean, he's had games where he's hit like four threes, and that would kill you if you leave him wide open. <laughs> yeah, and then he's had games where he's wide open and he hits zero. Zero threes, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if he gets it together and starts hitting threes like he did, like, I mean, on one of their playoff runs, he was hitting like 38% or 40% or something like that. So you you couldn't leave him alone. If you did, you were in trouble. Yeah. And I think that's that's the key. Like, everybody on the Warriors has to be a, a shooting threat. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't know. I, I think that is, it's it's too early to say. I would say they are the front runner though. Uh, Oklahoma for right now, I think Oklahoma City just seems different. Even the Nuggets, I'm not I'm not a fan of the Nuggets. I love the defense that they play, mm-hmm. but I don't think their offense is as fluid as it could be. Um, I just think that Oklahoma City's on a roll, yeah. and I did not expect that after they started zero and four, zero and six. So yeah, ugh. oh my goodness, that's we'll interesting. See. We'll, we'll see. We will see. Getting down to my uh, my uh, change of subjects. We're going back to football, uh, by the way. Um, we're going to go to college football where we have to finish up talking about my Seminoles, Florida State. Um, we didn't go bowling this year. And, uh, bowling. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about six, a nine, what, ten pin, twelve pin bowling, nine, ten, ten, pin? Ten, ten pin, ten pin bowling. I'm not talking about ten pin bowling. I am talking about bowl season. I am talking about. Uh, the Pinstrikes Bowl. I'm talking about the Sugar Bowl. I'm talking about the Orange Bowl. I'm talking about bowls where you you get you get food. <laughs> you, you, you eat what you what you win. That's you eat the winnings. Uh, we didn't we did not we did we end uh, we ended uh, our bowling this year. We had a 36 year long bowling history, and. Uh, Willie Taggart took that away from us. Um, not Willie Taggart, the, the players that I just, I just want, I just don't want Willie Taggart back this year. But <laughs> one and is, done, you is, want him one and done. One and done, we're done here. Um, but we also had a losing record for the for the first time in a while this season. So yeah, it's 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 depressing. 
it is depressing to see the state of the team, where we're at, what we're doing. Um, but you know what? I'm still I'm still uh, a fan for life. So we'll uh, we'll see what goes what what happens. Uh, uh, DeAndre Francois, our, our star quarterback, is mulling over coming back next season or next year um, or going pro. Uh, I say come back, young man. He's you 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 came off an injury. You need time to develop still a little bit. Um, but other than that, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. Yeah, we will see. It was just sad to see that record broken. Um... Or that streak broken. 36 years we've been in the bowl. Yeah. Uh, that's the longest streak, I believe, in in, uh, in the league. Well, it might be. yeah, I think it's the longest streak in the league in, in college football. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's just absolutely amazing. It shows that FSU just had a bunch of talent and they Story were dominant. History. Yeah, just uh, definitely uh, uh, one of those blue blood um, schools. And, uh, yeah, well, I think that you'll be okay. I think that going forward, you'll be okay. You may have to get rid of Willie Taggart, but going forward, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I, I just I just was going to say, I think I think once we get rid of him, we'll shoot to the top. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, don't, don't, don't. I mean, I, okay. <laughs> we, need, we need to get Willie Taggart. On, <laughs> we, we need to get Willie Taggart on the phone uh, and have him explain himself. Uh, so if anybody has his contact information, please uh, email us at ydkjpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, so <laughs> we, we we will be able to uh, contact him and we can get some good content for going forward. Yeah, man. Let's get into these headlines. Daily Headline. All right, we talked about this a little bit, but we'll um, get into it again. Last night was the first uh, two games of the wild card NFL playoff round. Um, and the Colts won, like we mentioned, 21 to 7 against the Texans. And the Cowboys won twenty four to twenty two against Ooh. the Seattle. <laughs> against the Seattle Seahawks. What, what's the matter, man? I mean, I know we talked a lot of junk about the the Cowboys, but that was a fake fart because I couldn't summon up a real one to express my disgust. Yeah, so that's how I feel right now. Um, <laughs> made my heart drop. Uh, the Cowboys played a really good defensive game. Um, I'm not giving credit to the offense. No, I will give credit to the offense. I give credit to Zeke Elliott because Zeke is the man. The man. The beast. The legend that will always be remembered in Dallas history as the greatest. Wait, no. no not the greatest. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. But you know, It's he, getting there. He is one of the greatest that, that has played in, in, in the league for that team. Um, and, you know, it's hard to play in Dallas because that's a, that's a big market. Uh, team huge market over a billion dollar uh, team, and it's it's hard to live up to those expectations unless you're Tony Romo or yeah yeah I guess Tony Romo was just kind of like the adopted son of Jerry Jones. It was weird. I mean, so was Des Bryant. <laughs> if you for being real, yeah, kind of. I mean, you, you should you know some of these some of these uh, some of these players should have been should have been gone a long time ago. And he kept them around because you know he lo- he liked the way they play. 
I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't doing decisions. He was doing business decisions from his from his business standpoint. He was doing it from his heart. Yeah, yeah. And that's why the Cowboys are two and six since what two nineteen ninety six or something like that. Yeah, two thousand something or whatever. Yeah, they uh, since nineteen ninety five. I think they've won three playoff games. Um, but Currently, yeah. as of tonight, yeah, as of last night, yeah, uh, yeah, something including like including last night because they were two and six. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's rough. I'm glad that they finally won something. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not glad they won because, anything. you know, Stuart, um, not Stuart Scott. Oh man, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Um, Stephen A. Smith always talks about the fact that the he doesn't like the Cowboys fans and how That's they why I like talk a. about <laughs> and how they talk about their team. And they're arrogant. Their their fans are very arrogant. Yes, and I think that their team has let them down on, on multiple occasions. And finally, the team didn't let them down. And so I gotta gotta give them a congratulations for that. I'm I'm just happy that Dak did enough, you know, with his legs, a little bit with his arm, um, to actually get them over the hump. Because you know, you knew if Zeke went for a hundred yards yeah, or more, gonna the game. they're gonna yep. win that game. Yep. They have a good chance to win that game at home. Yeah, I mean, they almost lost it too. I mean. They were down at halftime. Were they down at halftime? I think they were down at halftime. Um, yes, I think it may have been like 14-6 14, 14, or 14-3. No, I think I think they had scored. No. 14-10. It was yeah, four, uh, no. It was it was 6-10. Uh Dallas was up at halftime, 6-10, and then after halftime, I think they went and went down the field and scored. It was 14-10. Um, because they went to two point conversion, yeah, and then uh, Dallas scored twice, so made it twenty four fourteen, and yeah, that, I mean, honestly, it it came down to Seattle left play calls on the on the field, uh, or they could have won this game because I mean they they try to stick with their their uh, bread and butter, which is run the ball, which wasn't doing anything all night, which I hands down to that defense. That defense is superb. Like, I, I, there's nothing else you can say about it. Their defense is legit. Um, but all in all, I mean, you dominate the first half, the first quarter. You dominate the first quarter up and down the field. Yeah. And you come away with just three points. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, that 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 to me. Well, that six points in the first half. But that that's the thing. They weren't cashing in on their opportunities. Well, well it ended up being ten points in the first, in the first half. But uh, only because – you talking about Cowboys or yeah Cowboys Cowboys, Cowboys okay, yeah. end up being ten points in the first half uh, because of some some mistakes. Seattle's Seattle strength is not their defense anymore. Seattle's strength is mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and his ability to make plays. And he if he if they had left the the game in Russell Wilson's hand all night, I think they would have won that game. But they tried to run the ball against a defense that's just so stout on the front seven. Uh, and they couldn't run the ball at all against that defense. And then once they started giving Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson the green light, he torched that secondary. He torched them. He had yeah. over 300 yards. So at one point, you know, they always say that the run, even if you're not, um, even if you're not gaining like 10 yards per run, but the fact that you're running the ball keeps the defense honest. Yeah. And so that's that's been their formula all year. Their turnaround, they started hor- horribly this season. Uh, but their formula has been, okay, we're going to try to run the ball as much as possible, and they've been dominating. 
Um, and then they'll throw a lot of play action passes and get Russell in space and stuff like that. Right. And you can see that all, you can see that, that actually happening too, because, uh, they set, I mean, Seahawks set that up perfectly. There is, there yes. is, there oh, is, yeah. a, there is a couple of, I mean, they were getting nothing on, on, they were getting two, three yards on running the ball all night. And then when they needed it towards the half of the, the set, the second quarter, the, uh, the end of the second quarter, you can see a couple of plays where they, you know, uh, the Cowboys guessed to run, and they were going after the running back. Yep. Uh, and, yep. You know, one of those. I think one of those series that he did. They they went down the field in like ten seconds. Yep. Um. It was it was one chunk play and then another chunk play, which was just play action because they were they were expecting to run. Yep. And so yeah, they set it up perfectly. And then in the second half, they set it up uh, on the on the touchdown that that Russell Wilson had. It was another setup. They, you know, they thought he was going to run the ball. But it was a zone read with uh, Russell Wilson keeping it and scoring the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the Seahawks set it up perfectly. They were just, they were patient, but they were the probably end, too patient. Right at the end of the probably game, they, they, it was it was they took too much time trying to set things up when they should have been. You know, once they loosened up the secondary, they could have they they could have easily uh, just uh, just killed the secondary. Yeah, this is an interesting game because I was looking at the the pass attempts and Russell Wilson had uh, 27 pass attempts and Dak Prescott had 33. I would have never guessed that Dak would throw the ball more than Russell, you know? And um, granted, I mean, that's the type of team that both both of those teams are, right? They like to run the ball as much as possible. But you see but you see the difference. I mean, uh, Dak, all those pass attempts, I'm pretty sure that he only had maybe four or five all night that went downfield. Uh, and yeah, probably. Four or five. Yeah, he's went, a he's a dip and dunk right, type of right. He, it, it was it was oh it was it would just be a a, a little a little three yard pass to Ezekiel Elliott that makes it a ten yard a ten yard gain, or a little pass to uh, across the middle to a five yard pass to Cole Beasley that takes it seven yards. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it's. I mean, he had some big plays, but not as many as Russell. Um, but they had the same, basically the same amount of yards, 233 for Russell versus 226 for Dak. Uh, but you're right. A lot of Dak's passes tend to be um, a lot of yards after the catch. Well, right? I mean, if you if for, you look at it, yeah, if you look at it, Russell Russell Westbrook, or Russell, Russell Wilson, uh, he had, like you said, 27, 27, what was his completion? 18 of 27. So he had 18 completions for 233 yards. Mm-hmm. Dak had how many completions? 22 of 33 for 226. So if you do, if you, if you look at it lot uh, with the with the math or whatever, uh, Russell Wilson was throwing it 25 plus yards down the field. And how mm-hmm. do you how do you have more completions or less completions and score and and throw for more yards? You see what I'm saying? So. I don't, Russell Wilson had to throw it down the field when he threw it. Yeah, I mean to to be able to make plays. Russell uh, or Dak Prescott didn't have to do that, and that's because in large part uh, Zeke Elliott had what 136, 37 yards, hundred thirty seven yards on twenty six carries. Yeah, so um, only one touchdown for Zeke. That's one weird. touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, I guess Dak ran the other one in. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I, I expected Russell to throw more. I'll be honest with you, because because of the fact that the run was getting stopped. I mean, they had a total of seventy three yards yeah. rushing for Seattle, and yeah. it's like, okay, so it's not working. You're trying to be patient, but you got to eventually air it out. And when they right. did air it out, they Successful. they got Lockett, you know, and they Successful. got 
um, Baldwin and all of those guys. Yes. So um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a very strange game to me for on the Seattle's end. But I think Dallas started out, in my opinion, sketchy. I thought that they missed a lot of opportunities early, well, uh, but they found a, a way to win. That's been a story. I mean, if if a team if if the the defense bails Dallas out every single game, it just does. Um, Dallas, if Vander Esch and Jalen Brown exactly, or Jalen Smith, shout exactly. out. Exactly. Uh, if 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 any team, I don't care who it is, I don't care if it's the Raiders. If any team jumps on the on the Cowboys and gets up twenty, I mean twenty one to three in the first half, the Cowboys aren't winning that game. But it's because the defense is holding teams to zero in the first quarter mm-hmm. and, and just holding teams and, and, and just surviving in the first half. That's the reason why they're winning games. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, like I said, I give all the credits to that defense because that defense is playing lights out. That's yes. It. Um, when Sean Lee went down, I thought it was over. But Vander Esch, is, that dude's a beast, man. That dude is a beast. He's a rookie and he is a beast. And they got a front, they got a front four that is that is wreck that wrecks. Yes. They're reckless. Oh my goodness. That's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Somebody who's acting reckless, and I would say unnecessarily, Good is segue. Um, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. I try. Um, so what is going on with the Steelers organization? You've got issues with between Big Ben and Antonio Brown and potentially Juju uh, Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown and obviously the Le'Veon Bell saga. The Steelers didn't make the playoffs. I mean, can you make sense of this? Heads or tails of this? Uh, all co- all boils down to the coach. Coach is not, uh, has does not have control of his uh, players does not have control of his uh, team. Um, he's letting he's letting things slip. Uh, I, there's there's a fine line between letting players uh, use their personality and 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 work with their personality, and there's also a time where you have to rein it in. Yeah, and say, look, if you're not doing this, we're cutting you. We're gonna make an example of you. Um, I think uh, Tomlin, he's a great football mind he just doesn't have control of his team um brown i mean you got a bunch of you got a bunch of hotheads too you got a bunch of of egos on that team ben is a is a big ego i mean he's won two what one two super bowls Bowls. uh brown he's he emerged he had a chip on his shoulder when he came into the league Mm -hmm. he was undersized under man and he now is one of is in the top for one of the best receivers in the in the league to date uh, uh, Bell. I mean, he's been touted as one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, this is a bunch of egos, and I don't think Tomlin has the experience to uh, uh, corral all those egos. Yeah. So, uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, the, the Steelers are such a talented team, so talented. They yeah, they, they got have playmakers all over the place, all over on both sides of the ball, and to miss the playoffs by a, a game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's t- it starts it starts at the head coach, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, um, a lot of people are saying that, uh, in a, not Antonio Brown. Oh my goodness, uh, Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat, and he he actually may not be the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers coach at the end of the when it's all said and done. You know, going into the off season. So I mean, we'll I, see. I hope he is. I mean, he, I think he still deserves a chance. I just think that the front office needs to make some some roster changes or set some examples. 
and honestly, that's it. Yeah. It's kind of like Odell Beckham. You need to make an example. I mean, the Giants are heading in a different direction. Uh, they said that they're offering trades for Odell Beckham. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I heard a competing story that said they didn't sign him to trade him. You know, they didn't give him the extension to trade him. So I, that's that's an interesting one. And, and well, the Giants, yeah. we got to watch. Yeah. We got to watch that one. Um, so your Eagles have the defending champs. They've made the playoffs. They will play in the don't wild card game. Yeah. Huh? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I mean, hey, you guys were coming on a little bit. I, yeah. I still can't believe you made it. I, although Carson Wentz went down, I'll say that. Well, I mean, the star, the, the stars aligned, uh, the planets uh, uh, aligned together. They were like, you know what? You're the defending national champs. Uh, you've had a, a, a rough season with injuries. We'll just give you a pass. We'll, th- we'll throw it in there for you. Um, yeah, there's. And you're playing the Bears, which I think it, they're a very, very good team, but I think they're a beatable team because they have a young quarterback. Yeah, it all, all depends on. And this is this is the worry I have with my Eagles. When we talked about the running game of 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 Seattle, and when they said that we can't, they couldn't run it between the tackles very yeah. successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, our bread and butter of the whole thing that we do is running game. That's it. That's all we do is a running game. The last couple of weeks, we have been relying on the RPOs. We've been relying RPOs. on we've been relying on 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 swing passes to be our running game. Our running game. That's not going to be. I mean, defense. The the Bears defense is so disciplined. It's so talented mm-hmm. on on the defensive side. I I just I don't know. I don't know how that's going to react today. Um, but if we can run it between the tackles efficiently enough. We mm-hmm. have a shot. Yeah, we have a shot because Nick Foles is going to find the the, the uh, open receivers. He's going to find you know the checkdowns. Uh, something Carson Wentz is still was struggling with. Um, I still think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback, but I think Nick Foles, with the experience that he has, mm-hmm. is what's is what's helping him and helping the team become better. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I like I said, um, Carson Wentz going down and you guys making the playoffs is not how I would have drawn it up or scripted it. Yeah. But hey, you know, obviously Nick Foles has a ton of experience, um, at Super Bowl MVP, obviously, and then you know he's had starting roles. So no, it's good. It's good to see what's going on. Um, Zach Ertz, right? Yeah, he's having a crazy year. He's beating the record um, for uh, receptions in the league yeah, ever. Yeah. I mean, for a tight end, I mean that—that's amazing there. Yeah, and so I think that you guys, you guys might be able to do something. I, I that to me, that's the most fascinating game today at uh, four forty p.m. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be glued to my TV. So, yeah. um, you know, good luck to you guys. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> at least you made the playoffs. I mean, More I'm, not, I'm I definitely not rooting against them. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't know how which team's going to show up this tonight. I just don't know. I, I would argue that the I don't know which team for the Bears is going to show up. Yeah, you know because that well, means the very, Bears could be either really good on offense or really right. They're very mundane. they're they're very young and inexperienced. So I, I just mean, realized you're wearing the ring. You I got the wearing, <laughs> Super Bowl the, ring. On. I am wearing the Super Bowl ring because I I believe in my Eagles and you know I have to I have to the, the feeling like a lot of the I was I was listening to or looking at a lot of what the players are saying or writing or whatever they were writing for. And uh, a lot of the players were saying that they got that feeling from last year. 
It's that, uh, that it's starting to it's starting to pop up. From starting last year. to click right yeah, at the, the so, moment that you need it to click. Yeah, That's like good. That, that feeling that they they could do it from last year. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can actually do something today. They play the Chargers. That is the oh, that's the early game. Yeah, uh, that's a one hundred five. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's strange. Poor Chargers. Um, yeah, I don't know if the Chargers can win this one. <laughs> I mean, they're a West Coast team. Coming in on East Coast at one o'clock. Yeah, I don't oh, believe in Philip Rivers. Everybody's believing in Philip Rivers. I don't believe in Philip Rivers at all. I mean, it's going to come down to Melvin Gordon. If he's healthy and can run the ball, then it'll be somewhat of a a a, a, a good game. But I just don't. I mean, the defenses in this game is going to be whoever defense can hold the other defense or the hold the other offense. Yeah, I would argue that the quarterbacks are both at a disadvantage. I'm again, I'm not a Philip Rivers fan. I think he's had an exceptional season. I will say that, but um, I'm not a huge a huge Philip Rivers fan. And Lamar Jackson, I don't know. He's going to have to throw the ball in crucial yes. situations. Yes, and I don't know if he's there yet. So um, we'll we'll see. That's going to be a fascinating game too. I guess because it's the early game, I'll be watching that too. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was here, later in the night. I don't here know. in uh, about uh, about, uh, about forty minutes yeah, or so. Yeah, kickoff is at yeah one hundred five. So with Lamar Jackson starting, which is crazy, um, Joe Flacco was hurt. Lamar took his spot, and then he Joe Flacco never got a spot back. Do you think uh, you know Joe might get traded, or he's going to end up somewhere else? Um, probably he'll, he'll probably not. I don't know if he, I don't know his contract situation. I don't know if he's a free agent after this year or anything like that. Um, but I think, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson's the future. He's the future of that franchise. I mean, you can't argue with what a six and one start. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he's, it was when he's, as soon as he came into the league, like they're, they started winning games. Uh, they're in the playoffs because, he is not losing games like Joe Flacco has been losing games. Um, Joe Flacco is the better uh, passer, but you know, you can win, you can win games in a a barrage of ways. It doesn't matter what, how, you know? So yeah, Joe Flacco, there's a lot of quarterback hungry teams in the league. And I think Joe Flacco being a Super Bowl champion, uh, MVP champion as well. I no, I don't think it was MVP. Was he? Uh, I think Ed Reed, were, Ed Reed was the MVP, wasn't he? Um, yes, I th- I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. But um, um, yeah, but uh, he's being a Super Bowl champion quarterback. He a lot of teams are going to pick him up. Oh teams. yeah, there's a lot of teams that can use him. Um, but I, I I don't I don't know where he's going to land. Um, but you know I, I he has about three years left on his contract. He's owed 66 million dollars. That's a lot of money for an aging quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, maybe Somebody Tampa, better. maybe the Bengals, maybe Somebody's somebody. Work that deal. Yeah. But yeah, like it, that's a lot of money for an aging quarterback. We'll see. Originally, he signed us after the Super Bowl a six-year, hundred and twenty million dollar contract for nothing. Oh my god! For nothing, guys. For nothing. But he did win the MVP of the Super Bowl that year. So. Yeah. Okay, so he is a super, uh, MVP Super Bowl quarterback. So. Yeah. So just like just like Nick Foles, right? Sure. <laughs> With that, we're going to go into our rapid fire segment. You know how we do it. Eh, I don't even know what that means. Hey. So, Hugh, real quick, off the top of the dome, Dirk goes scoreless in the game, the NBA game uh, against Boston. I think this was Thursday night. He was 0 for 10. Uh, but he still got a standing ovation because, you know, everybody assumes this might be his last go around. Is it time for Dirk to wrap it up and retire? 
the keyword retire 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 it is time <laughs> uh go out like you did like kobe did this is your last hurrah um score 60 games in your 60 points in your last game and be done with it yeah, I think if Dirk scripted like that, he definitely would. Uh, yeah, he's one of the forty-year-old guys in the league, so yes. it's um, it's about that time. All right, don't let uh, don't let Vince Carter out out longevity you. Uh, you <laughs> exactly, can, you can keep going if you want to. But I mean, Dirk has done it with the with one franchise, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, but some people that won't be with their franchise anymore: the Jets, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the Cardinals, and the Bengals have all fired their head coaches. It's been a rough new year. Uh, in particular, I want to talk about the Bengals finally parting ways with Marvin Lewis after 16 seasons and an 0-7 record in the playoffs. Is this a good move for the Bengals? Oh, this has been overdue. This has been long overdue. Preach. Long overdue. I mean, you, you <laughs> mediocrity is a word here. Uh, you take the Bengals to uh, so many playoff appearances and win no playoff games. Mm-hmm. That is mediocrity at its finest. Yep. Um, Dallas knows a lot about that for the what past 20 years. Um, I just it just it, it's way overdue. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, it's that Andy Reid syndrome, man. Yes. You get there, you you stay for a while and then something just clicks and or something doesn't click and the players just stop believing. Right. It, and I, I would argue the fans have stopped believing for a very long time. And they, uh, yeah, it's it's too it's too far gone. I, I just I'm glad they pulled the trigger on this one. Oh, absolutely. Justin Fields is one of six Georgia Bulldogs that have pulled the trigger on transferring to other schools. Fields is headed to Ohio State. So uh, what does this mean for Georgia and Kirby Smart? Uh, after that embarrassing performance that they had against... Um, I Against Alabama? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, against... Uh, who did they play last... Uh, they played Texas, right? Texas, yes. And against that, that embarrassing performance, they're going to lose a lot of recruits. First of all, because of that, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't brag that you're the one of the best teams in the country and say that you should have been in the top four. Lose and don't get in in the SEC championship, <laughs> and then lay an egg in the in your bowl game. You need to come out inspired to destroy the team that you want, and just to show the the, the committee. Uh, just how badly they messed up. So you come out and you get dominated by a team that's less talented than you. Yeah. And and you expect us to to be okay with that? No. Uh, this is bad for Kirby. This is this looks bad for Kirby. This looks bad for the Georgia organization. Uh, this means that we don't take them seriously no matter what they do next year or the following year until they can beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, which will never happen because Alabama's in their heads. <laughs> Almost like how uh, LeBron was in Toronto's head in exactly. the NBA East. Exactly. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier in the pre-show, all these five-star recruits leaving is not a good look for Georgia. And uh, if you're going against Urban Meyer, not Urban Meyer, if you're going against Alabama and Nick yes. Saban, yes. you need five-star recruits. Exactly. Let's done. get done over. Let's talk about Alabama and Clemson in the hot topic of the week. It's a great segue into that. Beautiful. (laughs) I try, man. I try. All right. We are here. Tomorrow is January 7th, 2019. And yeah, it's it's here. The National Championship, Alabama versus Clemson. 
Um, again. Again. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be excited about it, but at the same time, it's it, kind of four? like... Uh, yeah, well, for the championship, it's part three, but in the playoff, it's part four. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's the same storyline, uh, just different players. Uh, Dabu Sweeney versus Nick Saban. Uh, Dabu's a disciple of Nick Saban, been in his system before. Um, both teams are very, very highly touted as number one and number two. They could easily flip flop. Um, but Alabama has more reputation than Clemson. Uh, but I think, uh, since Alabama's fresh off of a national championship last year. Uh, I think they're the favorites, and I think the biggest difference in this this season is Alabama has a quarterback for the future and another quarterback oh, for yeah. the future. <laughs> so, I mean, they, oh, got, yeah. they, got the, they got the brothers coming in. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think this game is going to be kind of boring but kind of exciting as well, uh, depending on who you're rooting for. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm I, kinda, tra- I think Trevor Lawrence is a beast. I kind of disagree with you. You think it's going to be low scoring? I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think both defense are, defenses are good enough to limit what their the other side is doing. I think the front seven of of uh, Clemson is is superb. They're they are uh, NFL esque players. Um, so was Alabama, but Alabama, as we saw in the Oklahoma game, isn't as good defensively as we uh, okay, uh, are accustomed to seeing them. Um, Alabama could not get pressure. They they got pressure early on um, uh, Kyle Murray in the Alabama game or in the Oklahoma game, but ultimately in the second half adjustments, uh, Oklahoma. Was just was just t- doing what they wanted to against uh, Alabama. Oklahoma just didn't run it; just ran out of time. I mean, you you give a team, you spot a team twenty eight points in the first quarter. Uh, it's hard mm-hmm. to it's hard to beat them. Yeah, I'm just that's just what it is. I mean, and and Alabama uh, Oklahoma made it close in the end, closer than it would have been. But ultimately, uh, Kyler Murray's uh, obviously not Superman. So uh, that all to say. The, the, the keys to this game is going to be in the trenches. Uh, Alabama's offense, our defensive line against Clemson's offensive line. If the offensive line of Clemson can hold up against that defensive front, because I think, and I will mark my words, the second half adjustments will be if they cannot get to the quarterback with four with the four man front, mm-hmm. they're going to keep setting, they're going to start sending the blitz. If they can. If they can hold up against the Blitz in the second half, Clemson's going to win this game because the secondary of the Alabama is so suspect. Mm. It's it's uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence can tear that defense apart if he needs to. Gotcha. Same side. It's it's just kind of the same with uh, Tua uh, and and uh, the Alabama offense. I think the offense uh, keys to the game on, on Alabama's offense is run the ball. If they can run that ball against that, that Clemson front, mm-hmm. they're going to be successful. Because if they can't run the ball and they have to rely on Tua, a healthy Tua is going to be great. But if they start hitting Tua, mm-hmm. and they start hitting him and and, and, and sacking him and, and make, getting him rattled, Tua has a tendency to throw interceptions and be, be inaccurate. So um, the key to the game is just protection. Protection and, and, and for Alabama, it's a running game. Gotcha. So you think Alabama can't win unless they run the ball? 
However, no, Clem- they can win. They can win either way. But I think, uh, I think if you get into his head by hitting him, then then that's when Alabama becomes one dimensional. Like they they they're very they're very sketchy on offense. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. You, I see. You, example is obviously Tua was a little hurt in that game, but example is the Georgia game. Georgia game. Georgia was was getting to Tua mm-hmm. almost every time that they would drop back. He yeah. threw an inter. I think he threw. He threw two. You know, he threw an interception that game and almost had a chance to throw almost three of them. Honestly, yeah. If you if you look at the game and um, yeah, it, it was just it was just the fact that Georgia couldn't sustain a fourteen point lead twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, at Clemson has a good shot to win. Ultimately, I think Alabama Alabama will pull it off be, just because of two attack Tagovailoa Tagovailoa Tagovailoa. Yes, yes. No, I, I agree that Alabama definitely needs to figure out if they can run the ball. Uh, that's going to be super important. And then if they can protect Tua, because he's – he said 80%, I think, after the game it against about, Georgia. It should be Not, about 90, uh, 95. Um, well, after the game against um, – Notre oh, Dame. Gosh. They, didn't, they didn't play Notre, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. They played Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, the game against Oklahoma – um, he said he was 80% after that game. So, um, well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know uh, how his ankle is holding up. I think it's going to be okay. I think he's going to be um, ready to go, obviously. And I think that I really feel like what you said about the secondary for Alabama could potentially be true about the secondary for Clemson. If, no, if yeah, Clemson you're right. secondary doesn't, Absolutely. doesn't tackle well and doesn't defend well, then but they're going to air it out. But if you look at kind of the kind of the film between the two, uh, the two the two teams, uh, I'm going mm-hmm. back and looking at the film between uh, Clemson and Notre Dame, and the film between uh, Oklahoma and uh, Alabama. Clemson blanketed Notre Dame's uh, 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 receivers; mm-hmm. they shut them down. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson, or Notre Dame didn't score more than three points in that game. Uh, they shut those. They shut those boys down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oklahoma has one premier wide receiver, whereas Notre Dame has a couple. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame has uh, C.D. Lamb. That's the only guy that was was tearing uh, 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 Alabama apart. And it was, oh yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yes. <laughs> so um, and it, it, Kyler Murray was he had over three hundred and 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 eight yards. Passing and 109 yards rushing, I think it was. I might have got the last letter or last digit uh, cross, but 400 plus yards total from one quarterback. I mean, that's 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 the same thing that Baker Mayfield did or uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. You know, when they when they beat the Alabama teams, like they they were able to throw it up and down the field against this team. And yeah. that's how you, that's the key to winning the game. The only reason that teams are doing that is because that front seven is always getting to the quarterback. So yeah, if that front seven is dominant, then Clemson has no shot. But if that's if the the offensive line can can hold up and give Trevor Lawrence some time, Trevor Lawrence is going to tear that secondary apart. It's just crazy. Yeah, and I would. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you that it's going to be one in the trenches, um, and. And probably the secondary, and that's why I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because I don't know who has the advantage. Yeah, in the trenches, I really don't. I I think that well, I think both both defensive 
those defensive lines are, are NFL ass. Yeah, amazing, so, absolutely so, amazing. Yeah, so, it, it, so it could. That's why to me it's going to be a defensive battle because I don't know. I don't think the offensive lines of either team are very are very potent enough to to. But that, that's where strategy and coaching comes in, right? right? If they're getting after the quarterback or they're getting after the running back, then that's when you start throwing screen passes right. and you start throwing screen, uh, not screen, swing passes right. and you start misdirection and all of that type of stuff. Um, right. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to come down to coaching and, um, and, and what exactly happens on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, because I think both of these quarterbacks are easily going to rip apart the secondaries. So yeah, and yeah, think, it's definitely about the I trenches. Th- yeah, and I think Alabama has the better offense, uh, our wide receiver core, out of the both teams. Um, and I think, of course, Alabama has five star running backs. So oh, well, those running backs are ridiculous. Backs, so it, <laughs> and those running backs could be receivers. Yes. Um, my my guy was Jacobs or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight, I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, number uh, eight for Alabama. I mean, Dwayne, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harris. They're, they're Najee Harris, and there's another guy. Uh, it's Damian and Najee, yes. and then Joshua Jacobs. <laughs> yes. I don't think the Harris's are related, but, um, yeah, those those that stable of running backs right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to watch uh, the the monsters play, but yeah, uh, ultimately, time. I just I just I don't know. It all comes to. Trevor Lawrence and how he how he can read protections, protect himself, slide protections, and get the ball out. Um, it's gonna be a good game. I just think uh, Alabama is just probably gonna be the one to come out on top. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence is um, is a little bit younger than Tua, I believe. So yeah, he's like what 19, 18? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is nineteen, and uh, Tua is twenty. Twenty. So not not by much, but. Uh, maybe just a little bit more experience for Tua. Obviously, he oh, helped yeah, yeah. win a national championship. Right, so, so. he's been in that light before. Any, yeah. any experience is better than no experience. Exactly, exactly. So, final prediction for me: I think Alabama ends up winning a close one, forty-eight to forty. Um, and, and, and so I, we'll see. Yeah, and I think I, I said ultimately, but I said on, I should have. I meant to put unfortunately, Alabama <laughs> will win thirty-four to twenty-eight. I think it'll be a closer game, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Always appreciate you. Season two is in full effect. We are going to try to stick to our schedule as normal. Yes. Coming out every Monday morning, 10 a.m. You should uh, hear the podcast. Let us know what you think. Email us at ydkjpodcast at gmail.com or go ahead, tweet us. We are at ydkjpodcast on Twitter. And be sure to hit that subscribe button. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, or SoundCloud. And uh, we're going to, again, do try to do a better job of blogging. I've been failing at that. But you can find us, ydkjpodcast.com, for more awesome information. Anything else you want to add? I think I'm good. Good. Thank you all for listening. This is You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. And I'm Hubert Maitland. And we'll catch you in the next one.